0: 38 to 31, the Bears lose to the Patriots. I'm Lawrence Holmes. Welcome into the podcast. We love to break down the Bears after game day. I sprinted over to the score studios today to record the podcast after finishing work over NBC Sports Chicago. I got a lot of information from the guys that I want to share and I want to talk with you about. Thanks for joining me. I do appreciate it. The Bears lose 38 to 31. It. It looks better than it probably felt. And looking at some of your reactions to the questions, which I promise we will get to before the pod is over, you kind of had that same feeling. Yeah, you're sitting there going, well, they were one yard away from tying the Patriots and sending this game into overtime. But there was so much stuff that went into it. The Bears lost this game to the Patriots when the Patriots were making uncharacteristic mistakes and they didn't have Gronk and then they lose Sony Michelle and they were still able to dial up a whole lot of offense on the bears. Tom Brady with 277 yards passing in this game, but it's another game where the bears allow the run game from the other team to kind of dictate things. So they gave up 108 yards today. The Patriots averaged four yards a carry. And at the end of the game was the eight straight carries from James White. And they were able to wind down that clock so that, that the Bears were forced into that Hail Mary situation. There's a lot to talk about here, and, and let's get to it. But first, we have to tell you that this podcast is being brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Chicago Wolves, it's a great family fun event to go see some professional hockey. They have free parking brought to you by the folks at Kia. You should check out the ticket prices and all the packages that they have at Chicago Wolves. Dot com. We are very happy that they are a sponsor of this podcast. They treat us very well. If you're looking for a great sports alternative or a big group outing, you should definitely check them out. And I promise I'm going to go check out at least one game, maybe a couple games this year. When I do, I'll let you know. And then we can all sync up and we can hang out and get some jerseys made and, and all that stuff. I think I did that really poorly. But – You know what I mean. ChicagoWolves.com. You should follow them on Instagram and Twitter as well at Chicago wolves. So where should we start? I would like to start with the defense because over the last two weeks, we've seen no real legitimate pass rush from the bears. It's been a struggle. You had the one sack today of Brady by Roquan Smith. Great job on that play. I, I will tell you who did play great on defense. Bilal Nichols, I thought, had a monster game. I haven't really looked at his statistics, and I got the, the the game book right here. But I thought that you talk about a guy that's playing in the opponent's backfield, I thought that Bilal Nichols did that today. They may have found something with him. Because he was getting penetration, so was Eddie Goldman. Let's see where what he ended up with. Nichols in the game had four tackles. A hit on the quarterback, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. That's a pretty good game. The problem is that the Bears consistently have not had a pass rush over the last couple of weeks. Some of that is by design of the other team. You saw the Patriots use a little bit of what the Dolphins did last week where they're getting the ball out quick. But, I mean, that's that's the Tom Brady Patriots offense in a nutshell. Julian Edelman's just running wild and yelling at people and forcing Kyle Fuller into bad moments out there on the field. He ended the game with five catches for 36 yards. The guy that got him was James White. James White. It, it's not necessarily going to look like it from a statistical standpoint, but he had almost a hundred total yards. He's that guy that Tom Brady trusts. He had the two touchdowns, eight receptions off of 10 targets for him. And when Leonard Floyd ended up on James White in space. Oh. You could have have called that touchdown pass. That's touchdown for sure. 100% that's going to be a touchdown. Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack spent a lot of time in coverage today, and I'm trying to figure out why. There were some people who, when I threw it out on Twitter, were saying, well, Mack is hurt, so he's a decoy right now. And if he's so hurt that he has to be a decoy, might you not be better off having a healthy body on the field? Otherwise, I want to see Khalil Mack getting up the field versus him having to backpedal on an ankle and cut with a, a receiver or a back or a tight end. It wasn't a great day for him, and I saw that he didn't speak after the game was over today. I imagine that it's pretty frustrating when you're a guy as good as he is and you're not able to play as well as you would have liked. But the Bears' defense, the tackling is still a huge issue for them. You're seeing poor effort, bad tackling, guys letting other guys run loose. Like the Josh Gordon play, Josh did not want to keep running. Go back and look at that play. You're you're looking at a guy that was like, someone please tackle me. Please. And he still almost scored because Bears DBs have struggled to tackle over the last couple weeks. And it's really disappointing. It's disappointing. I was talking with, with Matt Forte about this and Alex Brown and Lance Briggs. Go back to three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, you felt so good about the Bears, and for good reason. They were three and one. They were playing well. Trubisky had come off that incredible game against Tampa Bay, and you go into the bye. I don't like that the two games after the bye, we have seen the offense not look good at the beginning of games, and we've seen the defense not be fundamental and no pass rush. Now, some of this is things get on tape, other teams are able to exploit some of your weaknesses, and and maybe that's that's what we're seeing. And, and Nagy just hasn't quite adjusted back to it just yet. But it is damn frustrating watching the amount of yards after contact over the last couple of weeks. I haven't checked the number for today's game yet, but it was close to 300 against the Dolphins. So you're talking at, at, at a minimum 400 yards of of yak over the last two weeks. And that's not good enough. The bears are not getting home. And some of that is by design. Like I was saying that, that the ball is coming out quick. So it doesn't really allow for pass rush to get up the field. But there are other plays where just quarterbacks just have time. And that means that you're asking your DBs to cover a lot longer and guys are going to end up open and make plays, especially down the middle of the field. I wouldn't say that New England dominated, but they were really good. And this is after them making uncharacteristic mistakes. A lot of penalties, a lot of dumb penalties, some drive-extending penalties when, when New England is on the field defensively in this game. And they had bad plays on special teams, which, if you know anything about Bill Belichick, I'm sure is driving him absolutely crazy. Patriots had seven penalties for 64 yards in this game. That's after having a game last week where they had no punts and no penalties. So I'm sure that he went bananas about this or is going bananas on the plane ride home as I record the podcast right now. Because that's not what you usually see. You usually see an efficient team that doesn't make mistakes. They made mistakes and still scored 38 points, which is incredible. They scored 38 points without Rob Gronkowski, who we found out Friday was downgraded to doubtful and didn't even make the trip to Chicago. They did it with their really good rookie running back getting twisted into a pretzel early on in the game and then having to rely on a combination of James White, Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon. And they were able to do it and pull it off. The Bears special teams was a big problem today. You're giving up points. The Patterson touchdown. It's almost like you just stand up and cheer because that move that he made, and I was joking about this on the the football after show on NBC Sports Chicago. He was smooth criminal. He's like, whoop, just, wow, did I just Chris Berman it? Sorry. But you know what I mean? He just let everybody okay, wait, let's go with this. He top gunned it. Hit the brakes, no, fly right by. And then he just accelerated and no one could catch him. Poor Cody Parky. He's out there trying to run with, and it was over. As soon as you saw Parky's jersey, you're like, yeah, this is going to be a touchdown going the other way. So there are some things with the Bears that seem to need to be cleaned up. And coming out of a bye two weeks ago, you thought that they would be better overall. But this is what happens. The attrition of an NFL season can wreak havoc on the team. And when Khalil Mack is not 100%, it's disappointing to me that other other Bears defenders haven't stepped up enough to play where... We assumed that the defense was before they got Khalil Mack, which is a solid to pretty good defense. Other than, you know, what I said earlier about Bilal Nichols, I thought Eddie Goldman was okay today. Danny Trevathan had 10 tackles. But you're seeing some of the fundamental mistakes that are are putting this team in a bad spot. And and now the Bears are three and three. From three and one to three and three. If you go back to the podcast you'll hear me talking about how i thought the miami game was so important for exactly the reason of you didn't want to be at three and three you were in charge of the division they were chasing you and now the bears are back at the bottom chasing minnesota and green bay as aaron Rodgers heals up you're chasing those guys and I think this Jets game next week is going to be a lot tougher than it might look on paper, especially when you think about the type of pass rush that they have. Let me talk about the offense. But before I do that, this podcast, our Bears coverage being brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Go see a game. They started off the season 4-0, which is great. And basically, when they start off the season like they had done this past weekend— Not as great, but when they start out the season like that, they usually win. So chicagowolves.com, they go deep into the postseason every year and celebrating their 25th anniversary. Go check them out on social as well. Follow at Chicago Wolves on Instagram or on Twitter. Tell them that you heard about them on this podcast because that's kind of the whole point of the deal. Mitchell Trubisky's day is, hmm, should be careful how I say it. I, I didn't think that he played particularly well. 26 of 50. He shouldn't be throwing the ball 50 times. And I know that you're behind late, and that's a a nice chunk of throws where when you're down 14, you got you know, 15 or 16 throws that, that you're making at the end of the game. Sacked twice. He ran for a bunch of yards off scramble. He had that touchdown, which was an oh-my-God-don't, oh-my-God-wow moment from him. When you see him run for 39 yards, he, he made plays with his feet. I'm concerned that he's not making enough plays from the pocket. For the most part, you win championships in this league in this league by winning from the pocket. Matt Forte pointed this out. I think it's a great point. I will share it with you. Mitch seems uncomfortable climbing the pocket to make throws. That he needs an absolutely clean pocket to make throws. And when he doesn't have it, when he feels people around his feet, he's going to sail throws. He's going to overthrow guys. He's going to underthrow. Where I thought he took a step forward last week in man coverage, I felt he took a step back this week. The, the, the miss to Anthony Miller, the ball that ends up getting intercepted, and yes, it was a tremendous play by the DB. That ball should be on Anthony Miller's inside shoulder, so his right shoulder, and it should be a step ahead of him because Miller had won the route, and he had a step on the defender, but he has to come back, and some people were even asking. They were saying, well, why doesn't he fight for the ball? When you've got to step on a guy, you're not expecting the ball to be underthrown. You're expecting that a guy is going to hit you in stride, and that's going to be seven points, and it wasn't. 26 of 50 for Trubisky, 333 yards, so another game above 300 yards, which is impressive. Two touchdowns, one running touchdown, so three total touchdowns for Mitch, but two interceptions, and there were two plays that it could have been four interceptions for him. Defenders keep running into each other instead of intercepting passes sometimes. And the thing that that really grinds my gears, another red zone interception. You can't do some of this stuff that he's doing, especially on first down. He's got to be smarter than that. And, and Nagy talked about it in postgame, but you just can't, you cannot make throws like that. And maybe what we're going to see from now on is when they end up in the red zone. On a first down play, perhaps Nagy will get more conservative. And he'll take it out of his hands. And he'll run the ball on first down instead of giving him an opportunity to throw it. It's plays like that that drive you bananas because you just saw it last week. You just saw him make a mistake like that last week. And you don't want to see him do that. And then the throw on the sideline, I don't know what that was. Take your two-yard gain or throw the ball out of bounds. I'm not sure why he felt he was going to force it. And again, it was a bad throw. If you are going to force that throw, you force that throw so that either your guy catches it or it goes out of bounds. The defender should not be able to make a play when the window is that tight. It's either get your guy the ball, or it it, it falls harmlessly out of bounds, incomplete. You live to, uh, to to have another play. So that type of stuff is is, it's maddening, and it's it's got to get fixed. And I know that we are talking about a a young quarterback who's still trying to figure some of this style, this stuff out. And I'm sure that the stuff that Belichick threw at him was kind of confusing. But it it wasn't a a great performance by him. In, in this game, a guy who did play really well is Trey Burton. He's I was wondering when like we're going to see every week. It could be any of these guys in the past game. And I think that's a real strength of this. This bears offense is they are so multidimensional, but you see Burton got targeted 11 times three Cohen got targeted 12 times. Allen Robinson left this game. He has a groin injury. So there's another thing to worry about. You you got guys that are out there. You're, you're big money guys. You're the guy that you spent a lot of money on in free agency and Allen Robinson and the guy that you traded and then gave big money to in Khalil Mack are struggling, and you can see what happens when they're not at the top of their game. I think that it's fair to ask some questions about the level of preparation for this game and some of the play calling that Matt Nagy had in this game. Along with his reaction, it was a little bizarre. I, I'm looking forward to on the show tomorrow playing it for you and letting you hear it because it sounded like a guy who was satisfied with a close loss. And maybe I'm reading into it. I'm 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 willing to admit that that could be a thing, and which is why I can't wait to let you hear it. But hearing it in real time on the set, I was sitting there going. He seems really pumped up about this loss. And he he left the podium like, yeah, and just think if we would have just gotten that one more yard, yeah, the game would have been tied and you would have ended up in another situation where you would had to stop Tom Brady and you were struggling stopping Tom Brady. It, it, was, it was a little bit off. And I think that the, the team itself over the last couple of weeks has looked off. And I wonder how much is that? what the Bears are doing to themselves versus what the other team is doing to them. They got some questions. They, they had a a sequence in this game where Jordan Howard carried the ball two times for, I think 12 yards, some inside zone stuff. And it was great. And then he comes out of the game. I'm, I'm not here to, to fan the flame of Jordan. Howard needs to get a whole bunch more carries. Cause look, the Bears didn't run the ball. Well, either. Check this out. So Trubisky runs the ball six times for 81 yards. Those were not called runs, so let's eliminate those for a second. It was great individual performances by him. I'm just saying to to make the point, on called run plays, the Bears ran the ball 19 times. They had 53 yards of rushing on those 19 rushes, called runs. That is unacceptable and is not going to work. I am not one of these people who feel like you have to have a 50-50 balance in runs. I, I don't believe that. I think the game has changed. But I do think that when you are in a situation where you're running the ball effectively, make the other team stop you from running it before you move away from it. And we say it all the time about Jordan Howard. He's clearly a running back that gets better as the game goes on and would prefer to get more carries. And if he's running well early, keep giving him the ball. So there's a lot to figure out before the the Bears take on the Jets next week. They have a lot of things to to think about and try and figure out and try to answer. I promise I would answer your questions. So let me get to those. Hang on. Okay. I got a lot of questions. Uh, There were a lot of people who were angry. About what they saw, and I completely understand where you're coming from. So thanks for tweeting me your questions. At Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find me if you have a question. You can also email the podcast, Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm looking right now. There are 50 questions here, 50 questions or comments. So let me take a couple of them. This from Dirt Russell. That's nice. Where is Leonard Floyd, and what is his role supposed to be? Who's your daddy, and what does he do? That's a terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, they have him playing coverage a lot. Like, like Khalil Mack, he's out there playing coverage more than he should. Leonard Floyd needs to get to the quarterback. I, I like Leonard Floyd. I think he's got incredible athletic gifts. With Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks, there's no reason why he shouldn't be more of a force than he has been. So thanks, Dirt, for that question. This one from Stormy. Will Bears fans finally realize they have a number one receiver on their bench called Kevin White? Kevin White comes up with that catch. is one yard short. At least they got away from the tendency. The tendency was if Kevin White's on the field, it's going to be a run play. So at least they threw him the ball a couple of times today. He made a nice catch on the Hail Mary. A little short. Which is usually why it's usually why that play, you want that that ball caught in the end zone or tipped in the end zone, and then you have guys for the tip trail, but good for him. Tim says is if this year was an audition for Fangio to be head coach, I don't look prom- it doesn't look promising for him. I don't think that Vic necessarily wants to do that. I think he likes what he's doing, but I've had some questions about things that he's done over the last two weeks. And like we were talking about, Leonard Floyd is it. 49 Lee says, how did the bears lose to a team with second and third stringers? Well, yeah, you're probably feeling better when you know that Gronk is not going to play in the game. And yet the bears lost to that team. Same thing where you had last week, no Ryan Tannehill. You're feeling good about Brock Osweiler. And you're not able to beat him either. So now you're 0-2 against the, the the AFC East. Let's see how it goes next week against the Jets. This from General Outrage. Did the offensive line stay in Miami or is the Patriots' pass rush that good? I was more disappointed in them not getting a push on run plays than them not protecting Mitch. They've got to fix their run game. This from the bomber who says, how hurt is Mac and why is he dropping back into coverage so much? I don't know and I'm not sure, but it, he was hurt enough that there, he didn't practice much. And Nagy's conversation about that was bizarre too. He's like, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention to him out on the field. I, w- I didn't really know how hurt he was. He's your best player. Why are you not paying attention to whether or not he's the same guy? Joe McCoy says, please discuss the sloppy tackling. I did that. Joe goes on to say it contributed significantly to the last two losses. You were 100% correct on that. Kevin says, thoughts on receivers? I thought most of the game saw it mentioned on Twitter a few times. Why am I watching passes to Bellamy? I'm with you. I don't understand the targeting to Josh Bellamy. You have four targets. That's too many targets. And honestly, I'm not here to Cape for Kevin white. I'd rather those targets went to Kevin white than Josh Bellamy. This from Hey, old guy are the bears who we thought they were meaning eight and eight at best. Yeah. I think their offense, there's a lot there with the offense. The defense, they've got to fix some of that stuff fundamentally. And Mitch has got to make better decisions, especially in the red zone. <laughs> Melt says, what does Leonard Floyd do for a living? Jay says, with Max injury and the Patriots offensive scheme, wouldn't it have been best to maybe rest him instead of having him in coverage most of the day. I saw people bring this up throughout the week. So I, I give it to you, Tweeps, that you were on top of this. There were a lot of Bears fans who said, why not, why not just let him rest and get him ready for the Jets game instead of exposing him to more injury and, and not having him be 100%. And we are getting to the part of the season where almost no one is. I wonder what, I wonder what they think they are. Because I feel like they think they're a playoff team, which is good, which is really good. But it, it makes me wonder about some of the decisions that they have. Hmm. This room from uh, AZ Bears fan. We really going to have Sowell and Broniker running routes in the red zone? Man, Broniker last week, Sowell this week. Sometimes you're getting a little too cute. We had that Chase Daniel play out there again. I feel like that's enough of that. How about the Patriots using your little pop pass play on you too? Here's a little how's your father. Take that. Take that. Take that. And they score a touchdown on it. This from Sam. Why do you think Mitch was so inaccurate with his throws today? He seems uncomfortable with a sloppy pocket. I don't think that he's a particularly accurate quarterback yet. And I know that the numbers don't completely bear that out. But when I'm talking about accuracy, I'm not just talking about completion percentage, which by the way, was around 50% today, but I'm talking about ball placement. And I thought his ball placement was bad today. I thought it was tremendous last week. I thought it was really, really good last week. So thanks tweeps. I appreciate it. Um, Tomorrow. On the score, 6 p.m. Monday night, we will break this all down. We'll let you hear some of the tape from Matt Nagy as well. I appreciate your support, and I appreciate the support of the Chicago Wolves. ChicagoWolves.com. They sponsor the, our Bears podcast, which is great. If you're listening to this, go check out some of the interviews too. I think you'll like them. This week we had Kelly Crawl on, and uh, that interview exploded. As far as people who've already downloaded it, it's it's super good. If you're looking for something on a long drive or a long commute while you're stuck in traffic, we went long on that one. I think that you might enjoy it. And there obviously there are other great ones too: Jason Benetti, Jason Goss, Sarah Spain, University of Chicago. Oh, speaking of which, shout out to them. My man Bob Petrowski and the the coaching staff over at University of Chicago and their athletic director. Allowed for them to bring the Heisman, the first Heisman ever, over to our tailgate party that we had, the Xfinity store in Hyde Park. It was really dope. Alex and and Lance and Matt, they had no idea. I set it up as a surprise with the help of the University of Chicago. They got to hold it. It's like 60 pounds. It's so heavy. And they got to check it out. It was great. So shout out to them for allowing that to happen. We appreciate their support. And I've uh, kind of built like kind of a good relationship with UFC. I'm I'm a I'm a townie. I'm, I'm a kid who lives in the neighborhood there, so it's fun. It's fun. I'm sorry that the Bears lost because I know that how that affects you and it affects your Monday. But hopefully, we did a good job of breaking all the important stuff about the game down. If you like the podcast, if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or or Google Play Music, give us a a, a five star and a nice review. That would be dope. Thanks for listening. I'm on the score tomorrow at six o'clock. And we'll we'll chalk it up again. We'll talk more and we'll see what else comes out of Hallis Hall. Thanks for listening.